Welcome to our Nurture Natter podcast, voicing the things that matter to your community. Hi, I'm Charlotte, mum to two, founder of Nurture. I'm passionate about creating real connection and the art of bringing people together from all walks of life. I do this alongside my co-founders, Clara Wilcox and Ben Birchall. Hi, I'm Clara, a mum of two, career coach by day and a chocolate obsessed bookworm by night. Hi, I'm Ben. I've lost count of how many children I have and businesses I'm involved in, but family and community mean everything to me. Nurture Community CIC engages the community in person and online through events to reduce isolation and increase community spirit. The bi-weekly podcast Nurture Natter is hosted by the Nurture Community, a collective of souls who run a mission to help families get that wonderful balance of health, wealth and happiness, bringing communities together to inspire and support each other. Carry on the conversation with us online through our Facebook group, Nurture Natter, or use the hashtag NNPodcast on Instagram and Twitter to find us, at Nurture Ideas. Today we're continuing to explore how we can strike the right balance of health, wealth and happiness in pursuit of a fun and fulfilled life. Today's podcast is about the role of wealth in a balanced life. We'll be talking about wealth in terms of money, time and energy. Hi everyone, it's Clara and wealth to me means having a life with choices. Hi, it's Charlotte here and wealth, I believe, is in the eye of the beholder. Hi, it's Ben here. Wealth to me means having the time and resources available to live the life that my family and I desire. So, wealth. Tell me more, Clara. So I was sat down thinking about this yesterday and um, thinking about what what wealth means to me. I think it was quite an interesting thing because it it opened up my trigger, which my trigger is money. Because so many people, when they hear the word wealth, they automatically assume it's linked with money. Um, and sort of the more that I dug into it really is, is this whole idea of choice. So you know, some of the words that I put down, as we've talked about already, you know, have wealth is having time, it is having money to give you opportunities to do things. It's um, having the choice to be creative, um, the energy, because I think, you know, people quite often think about, um, you know, money as a wealth um, creator or the, the creation of money enables you to have choice. But actually, you know, sometimes it's about energy, about where you choose to put your energy and also the risk that you're prepared to take. Um, and I think there is no doubt under that, that having financial security enables you to take risks and, and have choice. But actually, um, you know, when I think about my life and I think about the choices that I've made, I've always felt wealthy because I had choice and actually, money is just one of the facets that enables me to have have those choices rather than being trapped or restricted in you know how I spend my time or where I place my energy or who I interact with those types of things that's a a really good point I think what's really interesting at at the moment while we're sort of in lockdown is um we're all starting to understand a little bit more what is valuable to us um and i think we've talked on previous podcasts about spending money in order to give ourselves choices or to to make ourselves happy um and when that's taken away from us we start to become more creative um and start to get back to the core of what really makes us happy um so interestingly i think personally we're finding we're actually 
probably spending more money because there's less opportunity to spend it. We've got more time together uh, and we've got more headspace to think about what's important to us. And I know not everybody else is in that same mindset necessarily, but it's a really good opportunity. I think if you are in that mindset to kind of start to analyze the choices you make and, uh, and see what's important to you right now. Yeah. And I think based on what we, what we say with nurture, so wealth is time and money. I think what we're saying is it can be actually so many more things than just time and money as well, but it's where you choose to place your time. And the reason why I said it's in the eye of the beholder is I think like you say, Ben and Clara, it's dependent on what you value. And I think lockdown for me has enabled me to understand on a deeper level what I value and actually I know money makes the world go round but it isn't money that I value over everything for me I think I've found I'm more aware that it's time and I always feel like I don't have enough time and it's about actually putting a bit more of a structure together so I feel like I have more time (laughs) and I feel wealthy enough to use it uh, quite often when I'm doing a lot of my coaching and anyone that's spent any time with that will hear me bang on about this. I always, I always think sort of talking about time is really interesting because actually it's chunks of opportunity. One thing I always go on about is that, you know, before all this happened, I was like, I'd love to exercise more, but I just, I just can't find the opportunity in my day. Am I exercising more? Marginally. I'm going for a walk. And as we talked about in the previous one, that's actually about mental well-being rather than physical, physical well-being. I have the opportunity to do yoga if I wanted to, you know, my daughter has a dance class I could join into. It's just not valuable to me. And I think it should be, that's a whole other podcast probably on its own, but you know, there is this whole element of we've generated a society that puts value on money and money ultimately is actually very arbitrary. And we can see that with the speed that certain financial port has been enabled Um, you know for businesses and individuals across the country you know at the moment money is you know quantitative easing and all of that you press a button and money's created and actually what's really interesting is we're starting to see the wealth of bartering so you know the the people that are like I really need some carrots because I want to make some carrot cake and they're like well actually I haven't got any carrots but I've got any loo roll oh brilliant I'll swap you like we're starting to go back to you know, because of the circumstances where we're valuing things differently. So once upon a time, it was seen as money equals success and money equals, you know, X, Y, and Z. Actually, you know, because of this situation that we're in, because of the restrictions that are in place, the value that we're finding in, you know, like this whole difference between, you know, the socioeconomic status of having a garden and not having a garden is so much more now than just plot space. You know, there's so much more attached to that. And I think that's what's been really interesting for me. I think it's the value of other people and each other as well. You can see more value with the relationships you have and what you value. And I don't know about you, but I'm lucky to have, you know, lots of different friends from different areas of my life or different times in my life. But it's interesting because they all have different reasons why I value that relationship and that friendship as well. And I found that to be really useful when in this unusual situation because I can reach out to those people that I know add value will help me feel better or support me or and that's been really valuable the strength of relationships that I've formed in the past that are now I'm I'm using more (laughs) during lockdown I think it's a brilliant point you know for me you know if you start to look at time 
and money as signs of wealth. I think friendships and relationships has to come into there as a major a major factor and you know what's interesting is I've, I've heard over this weekend examples of people who are very happy in the lockdown situation and they're more introverted and they're quite happy with a handful of people who are friends and occasionally speak to them and this is like utopia for them yeah. um but so many of us you know we're all social animals at the end of the day we're all we're all creatures who require some sort of social interaction um and i think for me wealth has to revolve around do you have the level of friendships, relationships that you want within your life, and are you maintaining those? And I think that's what's been quite interesting for me to watch with the the kids as well. That they're, they're loving not being at school. <laughs> Little yeah. anecdote. So Lily, we've mentioned last night. We're putting. I was putting Lily to bed last night. And I said, "Oh, we're going to be back to learning tomorrow because we've had a very chill Easter. You know, I've yeah. been doing a little bit of work, but you know, pretty much yeah, days nice. and days in pajamas." So it's back to learning tomorrow. So I told her, you know, your teacher's sending us some work. So once I've mommy's done some work, you'll need to do some learning. She said, okay. And then she comes downstairs about an hour later. She went, you know, tomorrow, um, am I back at school in the school or is it at home? And I said, yeah. at home. She went, oh, thank goodness for that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you as an old lady. Yeah. Because I'm really enjoying being at home with you. Yeah. And again, it's those types of things that actually, you know, the, the girls yeah. are not, going out and about they're not going to the cinema and to restaurants and you know last night we we were we were going to camp in the garden at the weekend but the weather didn't allow it and we were going to do toasted marshmallows nice. long story short we didn't we didn't get the you know the little barbecue but we did it over some tea lights oh, that, were over, that were left over from um probably two years ago Halloween yeah. and they had a, an absolute blast and I think again it's it's resetting the value that we have in being in the moment and using the stuff around us yeah. and you know, those shared experiences. And I think so many of us for a whole host of different reasons have been so caught up in that treadmill of work and this whole idea of, um, you know, success equals job titles or money or cars or these types of things. And because it's all been totally stripped back, we've realized that, that money is a facilitator for experiences. And I think that's something that, has really come home for me and I found that as well I found I've been a lot more resourceful that's mm. the word I'd use so even to a point where I was like oh I'm gonna get all my nail varnishes out of the loft so I've been like painting my nails yeah. and I've been painting Rose's nails and it's like a thing like we paint our nails and like actually what I found is like you're saying I'm being more resourceful and using things that I might have bought in the past or I've had that I wouldn't usually use if it was wasn't locked down because our mindset is to almost like move forward and not necessarily buy things but like oh I need to get stickers for space theme and I'd go out and buy stickers when actually I can just use like the stuff I've got in the house uh, like the latest thing is like the cardboard boxes isn't it so I've seen people making the cardboard boxes <laughs> like some awesome thing so on our agenda this week because it's space theme is a rocket nice. Just <laughs> a lot of the things we're talking about and you go back to what Clara said about choice um and I think a time like this when we're in lockdown what you find is you question potentially with a bit of headspace around you how many things am I choosing to do or how many things am I doing because I'm in a position that I've got to do them and I haven't got any choice really. So I think when we look at wealth as nurture, we talk about balance a lot. And um, I think the, one of the reasons we talk about money and time is that those are probably two things that 
very much have an impact upon one another with regards to choice so we can we can work all hours god sends and earn the money that we need to earn and then have no time to spend it um and ha- don't have relationships with people to share that time with um or we can go to the other end of the spectrum and have lots of time on our hands and not as much money to to access the things that we want and then it's all then about head space and positioning where you want to be and where you think you are and comparing yourself to other people and you know i think all of us the three of us on this call have all had significant things happen in our life that have made us look at life differently but certainly when i look back to sort of 10 years ago being on the sort of corporate treadmill and doing things just never questioned the the things that i have today that i didn't have then um but having had a sort of moment like this uh this lockdown experience and kind of going actually there's things that i'm not doing or not accessing not out of choice but out of necessity because i'm in a position where i can't step off this treadmill yeah i think it's really interesting i think that the elephant in the room as well is obviously wealth in regards to many which is how you started the conversation clara is is a pinch point for a lot of people and a really anxious time for so many of us and everybody's situation is so different and with those different situations come different anxieties and pressure points so you've got people that are obviously self-employed um like ourselves people that aren't able to obviously even open their businesses like like yourself then with the cafe then you've got other people say like you said about scott clara and like mark who are working full-time but are expected to perform but they're still getting paid but i think i don't know about you guys but for us we've had to literally sit down and like crunch all our numbers for all our bills and work out how to be efficient with what we have basically because you know it's a really difficult and worrying time because we don't know how long this is going to last and what i found was interesting is anxiety keeps being thrown around a lot at the moment but i heard someone kind of refer to it as things that you are out of your control and that is that is covid isn't it we're not in control of this situation we don't know when it's going to be over so you're in this weird position where I feel very wealthy in terms of what I have in terms of my family and we are healthy but then in terms of money I feel incredibly anxious like a lot of people but then in terms of time I'm in this weird position where I feel like oh my god I've got all the time in the world and then the next minute I feel like I can't even fit time to have a shower (laughs) so like to get a balance during lockdown is like really impossible at the moment and every day is different isn't it like i have great days bad days you know as we said before clara black and white black and white (laughs) i think that's so interesting i think this is this is what's i suppose a nice thing that is coming out of this is especially in our britishness of being very stiff upper lip and oh no it's fine and we'll get on with it and you know keep calm and carry on is how people sort of in person you know as much as you can when you're online and sort of the online communication how so many people being honest about you know this is difficult I feel vulnerable Mm. I feel uncertain um you know asking for help um I I put a post up the other day about you know no is a complete sentence and actually understanding what what matters and where you know where you spend your time and your energy and things and actually so many of us have been socialized to live our lives by certain um certain measures of success which are now being taken away from us you know for a lot of us it doesn't matter how hard we work and how well we do our jobs 
things that are so out of our control have been taken away. And actually for so many people, our work is such a massive part of our identity and having that removed is going to unsettle everybody. But being honest enough to say this is a problem and being honest enough, I don't quite know how I feel, you know, to, to accept that other people are having a horrific time and being honest enough to say there are moments that I'm enjoying this and in the same breath there's moments where, you know, it's very, very yeah. difficult. Um, and that I hope will, you know, will come out the other side of this is this cultural shift of being honest that when things get difficult, we need each other and that's okay. Cause we've, we've been so primed to be like, no, no, just, this is fine. Look at it as an opportunity, just pivot your business and everything will be wonderful. And actually it's, it's not, and it, it is okay to not, not be okay with something. And that actually is quite a wealthy emotion and a, you know, like you say, Ben, sort of that, that mindset thing to have as well. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think hopefully what's come out of this is people will see that people around them are willing to help, able to help. Um, and when the chips are down, people come out and support one another. At the weekend, we were look, uh, watching one of these online uh, music concerts. I can't remember the name of it now, but One Nation or whatever it was. And, uh, mm. you know, that whole industry has just shown how people are very happy to just say, well, I'm just giving you this, you know, a lot of artists and bands that i like it's just like oh we're, we're streaming live tonight and i've been giving their time giving their space and it's just showing the sentiment that actually all these people are quite willing to give and people around you are willing to give if they know that you need help and it's just being confident enough to say oh i could do with a bit of help i could do with a bit of support yeah. uh, and not feeling like that's failure hopefully changing that mindset and I think on that note as well, it's about being direct as well. So especially on a business sense. So I've found what's been really valuable is people being really honest and straight. And that's so valuable at such an uncertain time because it's already difficult enough, especially if you've got like certain contracts with people, you know, as you've just said then, Ben, it's like having a direct conversation with people and being confident about that conversation because we're all in the same situation. And one of the things that I've found from speaking to different um, friends, especially, is that some people are like, we're living it because it's such a great humbler. Like all these people are all now on the same level. It's a really interesting place to be because they feel like we're all just human. But actually, Mm. the reality is we were all human before. But I think, unfortunately, the world we now live in can be seen and is very materialistic if you choose to go down that route but that is very much something that is put in our face daily with advertisements and communication when actually it's about stepping back and saying the wealth of something is is about what you value personally and not what you you're expected to value in society I think it's a really interesting time to kind of evaluate what you do value and take this opportunity to say what's important to me and, you know, write it down, have a conversation with significant others and say, are we living the life that we would choose to live? Because we've been stripped back a little bit now and yeah, we might have to go back onto that conveyor belt straight away. But if 50% of what we're doing in our life isn't what we want to be doing in our life, you know, maybe it's a chance for us to take this opportunity to say, how do we work? Not immediately necessarily, but how do we work towards living a wealthy life within the concept of the things that we really value? And yeah, I don't expect everybody to start running around and saying life's going to change forever as a result of this immediately and, and significantly. But I think there'll be a few people out there who have light bulb moments and say, actually, 
I value things differently to what I thought. And there's an opportunity now. I think the other thing that we see with our headspace that we've got is those opportunities starting to say, you know, I think there was somebody saying the other day, there'll be loads of entrepreneurs born out of the lockdown on the basis that they've just had space and time to think creatively and move forward. And that might, that might just mean slight tweaks to, the way you work speaking to your employer and saying i can work at home now and i'd like to and i'd like to change my hours slightly and putting the pressure back towards the employers and having the confidence to say actually i'll do more work for you and I'll, I'll show you here's the evidence i deliver it better by doing it this way um so hopefully it'll give people an opportunity to change i think that's always been interesting you know with a lot of the work that i do a lot of organisations have pushed back about flexible working and remote working for operational issues, but and they've had they've had to put the infrastructure in to be able to keep their business going. And then um, who actually puts those changes in place and makes them permanent? Because you know, I think we talked about this before as well. Not everybody wants to work remotely. Not every you know, a lot of people like that separation of going and you know they are only that person in their office they're not having to deal with everything else that you can often do when you're trying to balance stuff at home um but it, it's always interesting so a lot of the research was coming out that we were on the cusp of the fourth industrial revolution anyway sort of we're actually going through this process um and the last one was obviously around sort of the factories coming in and all the, the implications that had on time and you know the nine to five and everything um but actually we're, we're almost going back to that mm-hmm. older style of working, sort of the cottage industries where you work and live at home and, you know, you don't tend to travel too far and you pull in local suppliers and all that type of thing. So it is interesting how this situation, you know, when you talk about values, you know, the, the people that are now seen as important mm-hmm. that are, you know, that keeping the country going and actually that, where when money is tight we are prioritizing where our money goes when we have to make choices about what we spend it on it is interesting about what industries and what sectors that's going going to and is almost resetting what the country sees is important um you know on a national level rather than just a an individual level as well I've noticed that as well, even when I've gone to like the local co-op, they've even got meat suppliers that are like local suppliers now. So it's actually like corporates that are actually thinking, they're having to think more localised. And I think that's really interesting. And I think that sparks a lot of opportunities, as you're saying, for those cottage industries and also people that are doing different things, like not just the same cookie cut situation. Like I know of a friend who's just launched like a soap brand perfect timing um and it's just absolutely flown literally off the online shelf and um it looks fantastic and that's a great example of like the perfect product a really rubbish time but actually um it could be something that develops into the future after lockdown which is really exciting mm. yeah, i love i love your point uh, earlier clara about um energy and and that side of things making you wealthy because there are so many aspects of whether it be work life um my personal fitness health and that side of things that it's all about the energy and the motivation so having an having energy to do things it makes such a difference to your life and i think if you can do the things that you are energized to do motivated to do or find that spark within you somehow to make you motivated to do those things so we, we've been given a lot more time during lockdown um and like you were saying earlier charlotte you know 
you can't fit certain things in your day and we're the same you know we kind of get through the day and we're like you know we get through weeks week seems yeah. to be going quicker this is like <laughs> really weird i'm like surely weeks should be dragging um but we're doing lots of things that we're choosing to do and as much as i think week four you know waking up with having a very limited range of things that you can do can become a bit monotonous but actually when you're in the moment they're usually quite good fun but you wake up kind of with that prospect of just doing the same thing again can be a bit monotonous but what I find is when I've got because of the way I work there are days when I've just got the whole day available to me it's like this is great I've got nobody no interruptions and on days some days like that I can do less work than I do on other days when I've got meetings and and it's all about the motivation so you know, I've worked with a number of coaches, personal coaches and things like that um, from a business perspective um, and goal setting and those sorts of things can work for some people and differently for others. But I think knowing what you want to achieve, um, knowing what a task or intervention or activity is going to deliver against those goals, that's, you know, if you're in a position where you can do that, then you're going to make much more use of your time and you're going to feel like you, well, you're going to become much more wealthy because every minute of every day is being used in a positive way i think that's really important a lot of us you know sort of when i talk to people about saying how tired we feel at the moment and there's a lot out there from a psychological perspective about you know we are all in crisis this is a traumatic experience it's not to sort of drag the podcast down but you know i think some communication is coming out and making people almost try and forget that and it's like no this this is a a crisis it is a trauma however the one thing as human beings obviously you've talked about goal setting we don't have a routine anymore and i think so many of us and i felt like that at first i was like woohoo no school run and no travel (laughs) and yay um you know about two weeks in it was like well this is really that is really frustrating because again we are creatures that are motivated by making progress. And for a lot of us, we can't make the progress that we want to for a whole host of different reasons. So, you know, putting those goals in place, even if it's just a routine. And I think I talked about this, I think, on the, the first one about, you know, have we done something today where we've learned something? Have we connected with someone? Have we had some quiet time? Have yeah. we had some fun? And actually that, you know, it was created from the perspective of trying to keep the kids entertained. But actually I found it quite useful myself yeah. Because there are some days where, you know, my business has slowed down yeah. and there's only so much I can do <laughs> yeah. when, you know, there's only so far I can go when I'm not able to make the progress I usually do. Yeah, um, so almost having that tick box in place, you know, have, you know, have I eaten something decent today? You know, have I connected with someone? Yeah. Have I done something fun? Have I moved, even if it's just walking a little bit quicker up and down the stairs? <laughs> you know, have, have I been able to do that? And I think, again, you know, from, from a wealth perspective, um, and I always find it interesting when I'm working with my clients, quite often we do like a rocking chair exercise and this whole idea of legacy so that, you know, when, when you're at the end of your life, whatever that looks like, and you look back and you talk about the things that you are proud of, and we, again, we talk about values, those things that you want to make sure you fit into your life. And for a lot of people, it's not necessarily stuff it's not necessarily even accolades it's this whole idea of the impact you're making on other people and I think at the moment for a lot of us um that is the wealth that we have in this situation is the um, the impact we can be having on other people be it the people that are immediately within our family the people that we reach out to our work or even strangers on the internet <laughs> you know there is there is some element you know elements to be able to do that as well and I think for a lot of us we're going to walk out of this and think some people 
are going to be making quite significant decisions about what success is for them after this. I've got no doubt about that. One thing that when we've been speaking about it that's come to me as well is the value that I've found in doing nothing with the kids, Mm -hmm. which actually like we find so many things to do and actually how much they value my time as well and Mark's time and making space for that. And definitely for us, that's something that I want to take forward after lockdown to make sure we're not filling every bit of space with things to do because actually just being together is enough and it's something we really enjoy and it's not that we don't enjoy that we want to do that a lot of the time but we feel like we we have things that we have to do like we, we want to see friends we want to see family and they don't live very close to us so we put more value on seeing them which is obviously valuable but actually it goes back to we are a family unit and it's about supporting that family unit before thinking about everybody else and that's a really big thing and I've also found from having the time with the children I feel like I know them so much better and I think that's something I would genuinely miss like when they go back to school because I've just seen how they kind of work and how they're like what their behavior is like and how they engage and I find it so interesting like Rose has got like literally like a five minute engagement rate <laughs> whereas Robin he's like what are we gonna learn today mom and I'm like uh space and then he's like thinking of all these things but it's been really valuable to have that time to understand them better because I feel like I can work with them on different things in the future based on what I know now. So like one of the things that Robin loves is like, I'll show him a picture of something like crafted on Pinterest. And rather than me prepping before, I'm like, well, what do we need? And he's like, right, we need yellow card, eyes. We need lollipop sticks. And he like deconstructs a whole image with his yeah. crafting thing. And I'm like, that is amazing. And I just find it really funny how I, I wouldn't have done that before. I would have almost jumped the gun and got all the crafting stuff ready and made it a really big thing. Whereas now we're like living in the moment more. And that's really valuable to to do that as well. Yeah. I I think the thing I, I'd love to be more. So the thing that I pick up from what you're saying, Charlotte is it's, it's great to kind of spend time free with your family and do that sort of stuff. And we do a reasonable amount of that. One thing I really love doing is um, creating some, routines with other people so like for example um parents and things like that we'll have a certain day that we maybe sort of friday night take away watch a film with them play games with them whatever it is maybe every other week or whatever you but the thing i struggle with is i want to be in some ways the person who does all those things and in order to achieve that i've got to block out my time so i've got to have a block of space for spontaneous family time and i've got to have a block of space for time with parents and a block of space for time with uncles and aunties and brothers and sisters and that sort of stuff and i don't want to be that person so i want to be the person who's spontaneous but i know that if i'm the person who's spontaneous i don't fit in all the things i want to fit in and that's the real struggle i have with regards to coming back to choices I've got the choices, but naturally I just go towards saying, well, I don't want to be too organized in my social life. I've got all that in my work life. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. So obviously with the structure I've got with Mark, I do the um, stint till three o'clock. So that's where I've got this large chunk of time where I'm like, okay, 
how am I going to keep the kids engaged? They're not attacking each other. <laughs> We've managed to entertain them without a tablet or a TV. I mean, it will inevitably come at the end. But that's where I found, like you, I am very, I like to do things um, spontaneously um, rather than saying I'm going to block out my whole day. And I enjoy being with other people and my children enjoy being with other people. But what I think has been really refreshing is this is so unusual for us because this is an unnatural behavior and as you said earlier some people that are naturally introverted are like are, are enjoying this but I think you can have too much of a good thing anyway so like even yeah. if you're naturally engaged in being alone you'll get to a point where you're like oh I just nip to the shops and just mm. see another person or and that's the trouble with lockdown it feels like all of our choices have been taken away Definitely. I think it's um, sort of me and Scott were joking saying this is the longest we've ever spent together. And we've been together 20, how long have we been together? 1997. Nearly 23 years. Yeah. Sounds really old. Not old enough to have been together 23 years. Yeah. And this is the longest we've spent together. And actually that, you know, that in itself is quite interesting because you sort of, you're you're rebuilding the dynamics of a relationship really. because you know, like you say, sort of, you've, you know, before this point, I'll be off seeing other people and sort of similarly, but not related to that. What I found really interesting about this happening at the time of the world that it is, time of the year, technology as well, is that so many of us are having to break habits. So as friends of mine, um, I've known them again, sort of 23 years, met them at uni. Um, and we've always had the habit of only ever seeing each other when we can see each other in person. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. how it's been. Yeah. Um, and um, one lives up north, one lives down south. Um, one of them moved up north and down south and totally screwed up our social plans because I used to have to <laughs> one house and see both of them. It was so much easier. Um, and last year, you know, since lockdown, we've had a couple of wine nights um, on FaceTime. And we were like, why, why have we not done this before? Mm-hmm. And actually, I think there is you know quite often we talk about routines and habits and things but actually we because a lot of us don't have the energy we don't have the time we don't have the resources around us to change things we just fall into habits mm-hmm. because that's yeah. the way we've done it before and that's the way we behave and that's the the way that things work and actually we're having to be creative to create the things that are important to us and i think it's you know where we go out of our way to create the quiz nights and to create the the wine nights and um, you know, I sort of was chatting to some friends on Friday night and, um, you know, I'm, they're, they're struggling with some of the books because they, they haven't got any books. I was like, well, I've got books. I'll stick them in the, I'll stick them in the front of the house. You don't have to, we don't have to, you know, obviously wave through the window, but you can come and get a book. And the stuff, I think as we keep going on and on about the stuff that really matters to us is the stuff that we're taking the time to do, having the energy um, you know changing the quality of how we do things so actually it's frequency rather than intensity say and I think that's a lot of us maybe aren't being conscious about that but the stuff that we're taking the time to do and create and sometimes go out of our way because it's uncomfortable but making sure it happens is ultimately what we think is a fulfilling life and you know as a lot of us alluded to at the beginning actually that's what wealthy is is a life that's fulfilling and because we don't have the choice 
we feel like we don't have a choice we're actually pushing back on that and using what we have around us to make it happen but that was just something that that I found really interesting you know we've known each other for 20 odd years we graduated sort of nearly 20 years ago we've had the tech to be able to voice call probably for the last nine yeah. but we've never done it before we'll be we'll be on the you know we'll be chatting <laughs> Yeah, to, try yeah, yeah. Organi- to try and organize to try and organize to try and organize but not actually use other. that as the moment as yeah. the moment to say, I, yeah, th- I think it's it is really interesting and I think one thing that I hope other people will value more and something I really value and I think is really important um for everybody is creativity because mm. I feel like creativity is something that people kind of like shove to the back and they say oh yeah like be creative like you just do like art and stuff and it's like no no creativity is allowing people to express themselves or to do things that allows them to use their minds and problem solve and and I think this this idea of creativity in a world where everything is so structured there isn't a lot of room and time for creativity and I think it's really important that we all try and find more time to just be a bit more creative thinking outside the box with how to connect with friends like you're saying or whether it's like taking the time out to actually do something creative for yourself like I've done these like little pots which I really like but you know I'm not going to be selling them but it's not the point I've done it for my own creativity and for my own benefit and I think that that's really really interesting like the value of creativity and I think sort of with connection to that it's quite interesting you sort of said oh, I'm not going to sell them because we've got we've been told that unless creativity can create income yeah it's not worthwhile doing but that was just such an interesting comment for me that it's like oh, I'm not going to sell them as if yeah like, and that's to... something I've I've I almost like um taught myself that which is really sad when I was like 16 and I was like I'm gonna go and do this art and design foundation degree because I can paint a pretty picture but if it doesn't make somebody money nobody will care mm. and that's something that I've always told myself that I am creative but the worth of being creative hasn't been valued this is for me personally mm. and I think that that's really interesting how for comments come actually from my mom and she's like oh you've been okay because you're so creative and it's like the one time in my entire life where the creativity has been seen as like a good thing because I'm entertaining my children and that actually feels really good to have like something that I think is really valuable and makes me who I am uh, appreciated by other people including Mark as well he's like well I wouldn't have a clue how to entertain the kids and I'm like well I love it like maybe I'm a teacher (laughs) but that's what we're seeing you know when it comes to what's filling our days it's the creative stuff you know um as like you said Ben it's musicians it's national theatre releasing their stuff for free so you know we all sat and watched one um one one man two governors um, last week you know seeing that it's the colouring sheets it's the stuff and actually that's what's really interesting around for such a long time as you say you know things were like unless you can make money out of it it's it's just a hobby but actually it's it's sort of tapping into something quite primal and social and yeah I'm sure there's some anthropological research out there <laughs> but I think the, the, from a from a business perspective as well you know it's not to be lost that creativity thing that people are tapping into creativity which leads to innovation so mm. I sent you guys through a link the other day to the Steve Johnson um where good ideas come from oh, just a little yeah. uh, 
video infogram thing um, and just mm. but what he talks about is you know great ideas are often formed by other well great innovation is often formed by little ideas coming together and creativity and coming yeah. together and he talks about actual physical spaces where people were coming together and sharing ideas and hunches and innovation was and change and quite drastic you know countrywide worldwide changes driven from these little communities um so i think from a business perspective as well taking this opportunity to have headspace but also say how do we create opportunities where people can be creative like this together in a work environment and i think we're seeing that in terms of how you know certain businesses are turning you know is it burberry's making hand sanitizer yeah, and brewdog yeah even down to like my eldest local school the sort of the cdt person's rolling out 3d printed ppe you know and, and there is this element of we're so used to the status quo this is what we do get yeah. up at this time go to work behave yeah. in this particular way and because the rug's been pulled from under us and that community spirit or that desire to achieve or you know it's almost irrelevant what the motivation is it's the end goal it's the end product that's the most important thing but it's not forgetting that it's allowing people to remember how they've stepped up and what they've done now because if they've done it now like you say Ben they can do it again in the future but it's also having these conversations and keeping those keeping those connections going um rather than this being a crisis response yeah it's actually been able for people to recognise what they're able to do. And also, I think it's important to add as well, everybody's coping with this differently, like mm. we said, on different days as well, but also as individuals, because everybody's personal skills or attributes are completely different. So, like, I can't play any musical instruments. Wish I could have a best mate that can play several. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, I really enjoy being creative. And that is useful in this situation. But I think everybody's got that secret squirrel skill, as I say. (laughs) Um, And it's finding something that almost like makes you feel good or like fills you up. And I think that that's really, really interesting because I think it's a really valuable thing to have in life. If you've got something that you know fills you up and you might be having a difficult time or going through a difficult situation, you can go back to what you know makes you feel better and that's very personal to you nurture community cic engage with the community in person and online through events to reduce isolation and increase community spirit the bi-weekly podcast nurture natter is hosted by the nurture community cic we're a collective of souls who are on a mission to help families get that wonderful balance of health wealth and happiness bringing communities together to inspire and support each other Carry on the conversation with us online within our Facebook group, Nurture Natter, or use the hashtag NNPodcast on Instagram. And Twitter, you can find us at Nurture Ideas.